Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The baseball season is way too long. The game is way too slow. It's so boring to watch. Shut up. Get your peanuts, cracker jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swing and a long drive. Deep to right. Covering all things baseball. Going. Going. The big leagues. Going. Going. And the MLB to Portland. Goodbye! He has done it! He has changed the game of the night with one swing of his bat! Now, here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Bang! Zoom! Go the fireworks! The fan. to the hot corner for it must be a Wednesday as it's always a Wednesday live from the Willamette. This is us, Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher, Patrick Harris here with you on another fine edition of the hot corner. This is going to be one. Well, I shouldn't say one, but we're getting closer and closer to this not being after dark anymore. I was looking outside and I was like, it's, it's pitch black again, but we're already almost at March. I would like to petition the sun to keep us after dark. <laughs> but that would mean that the summer would get dark earlier. Okay. Well, that's sad. Why? Don't you want the sun? You know, Mike, I don't I, care. I noticed that today, too. Uh, it was around, yeah, 530. I'm like, you know, there's still an awful lot of sunlight out right now. You know how I know? I like. Because in the room that Joe is in, uh, Swag hates light. He likes to live in a cave. Swaggy P. He melts. Swaggy J. And so he leaves the lights off in there. During his show, right? There's usually enough light coming out of the window. And I always forget to turn them on when I go in there because it's usually bright enough. Sure. And then I do an update where I'm looking at my paper and my eyes hurt because it's so dark in the room and I (laughs) I, forgot to turn the lights on. I can't see. And, you know, it's getting later now. So today I think it was about 540 that I got up and put the lights on. And I was like, oh, that's much better than 410 (laughs) when I was doing this before. What, do you dislike the sun? Well, what's going to happen when he's a morning guy and it's morning after dark? Oh, he's going to, well, 
the sun rise? Does the sun rise into this window? I, uh, I, I, I mean, think we're it, technically it rises facing, in the east and sets in the west. I think we're technically facing south, so he probably won't get too bad. But southeast, yeah. So I think he's gonna get. He's gonna hate the sun in the morning. Probably. Well, let's get Will Darkens on the phone and let's uh, let's 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 hammer this thing out. Yeah, let's really figure out I where the really, sun comes in and at what time. Really need to know. These are hard pressed questions. Can't just throw everything in a crazy thing in this station and not expect the real answers. That's what the station does, don't you know? I don't. It's only been six years. Don't you know by now? Don't you know? You Every know, day is a Wednesday. You know, we are coming up on six years, Mike. Are we? Do uh-huh. you have the date in your head? I don't. What I'm doing is I am, uh, I believe it happened in April, something like that. Um, I've been doing a hard scrub of my personal Facebook page. A hard scrub? Scrub, where... Uh, like you're erasing pictures of you in various uncomfortable positions? <laughs> well, I'm not at the pictures yet. I'm focused on posts right ah. now. So every morning I wake up. I hit the memories, and I basically delete 99% of them. <laughs> it's like, is tired. I'm like, delete. <laughs> I used to Do you remember that? Joe, do you remember that too? Really in Facebook where it gave you is? Patrick is, and you would just put very tired. But I would oftentimes, because I thought I was really cool, I would put grammatically incorrect sentences after the <laughs> is, but I would leave the is in, so it would be like, Mike is, man, it's blank today. Can you believe? <laughs> Mike now, is, can you believe? I've been deleting the ones, 45 minutes left in work. Oh, like, no. Really, I'm like, really? I, I had to inform everyone. <laughs> everyone God, needs to know this. Day is almost done. I had to let people know about that one. Patrick is coming to, coming to town tonight. Who wants to get bleeped up? And you're like, uh, <laughs> or just delete. a super vague, like, like basically what you do on Twitter now, but on yeah. Facebook, like, wow, what a shot. <laughs> it's like, I can't I have believe no idea what that was about. I can't believe that happened to me. And then you see 30 comments <laughs> and you're like, oh, what was that from 2008? And then you click on, it's like praying for you, buddy. We're all here. You need someone to talk to. You let us know. And it, you never find out. It's just like, <laughs> or it's wait, like, what was that? Anybody available to help me move this weekend? And someone comments, man, if I was in that town, I'd totally be there. And I'm like, you're not helping. <laughs> like in any way. Because I see the like. It's the Mike, good friend mode. Mike Lynch commented on your post. And you're like, oh, Mike Lynch can help me. And it's like, sorry, dude, I'm busy that day. And it's like, why don't you just shut up? How about well, you, you also, shut the hell up? You also asked. So you did solicit a response but i wasn't soliciting like please someone tell me no <laughs> but you put it out there which means you should expect that i'm stranded in ellensburg and i need a ride what are you doing in ellensburg oh the car broke down are you available oh no man i just wanted to check on you you're like oh great <laughs> hey see friend mode comes on you want to still be a good friend but you're also lazy and don't want to do anything about it so you do the check on the friend kind of thing <laughs> then then text me okay what year was this? Was texting as common? I could text uh, in 2003 when I got my cell phone. Yeah, it'd be whipping out your sidekick and like slide it up and boop, boop, beep, 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 beep. Uh, I had a razor. Come on, Mike. I was cool. Well, sidekicks were cool, first of all. Yeah, uh, they were. I didn't have one. I actually found the old. I had a razor, too. I didn't I, have a sidekick. I actually found a sidekick uh, at uh, at my girlfriend's house. It was sitting on the top of the kids. The kids love to play with the old Whose cell Whose sidekick phones. is this? Yeah, I was like, whose is this? Who have you been seeing? <laughs> Does my SD card fit in this? Because <laughs> I want to use it. <laughs> I can't yeah. take pictures. I can't take video. But I can play Snake, and it flips up, and I can text. What's funny is I, I don't really think about this that much, but... 
we came from a time where there were many options and we all had different phones of some sort. Mm-hmm. We now we all, all have, had different phones. Like there were 35 different phones people had. We now have one of two. Yeah. We, we either, either have the, an iPhone or, or a Galaxy. Or the newest Galaxy. Exactly. Or, or like we have the previous iPhone or the previous Galaxy. And now I have like an iPhone 8 and someone's like, you have an 8? Loser. I'm still trying to use a BlackBerry if anybody's got one of those. Well, see, the BlackBerry wasn't I want the full keyboard. The BlackBerry wasn't a bad idea, you know. I My dad sh- had a BlackBerry for work. Got to shoot some emails off in the middle. Super secure. Good can stock. You, can you imagine? A little rollerball. Yes. Can you imagine driving and trying to BlackBerry? I like the stonk. <laughs> Stonks. No, I, yeah, I cannot. Driving with a BlackBerry. Like with the phone, you kind of know where it is with your thumb so you can look for it. I do not text and drive. In fact, I should preface this with don't text and drive. Uh, but you can you kind of know where the buttons are, but in like a sidekick BlackBerry, you gotta like look because those yeah. buttons are small. I know, and you got and like you're giant an email. thumbs, and you're just like bah, yeah. bah, 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 bah. you're sending an email, so you want it to be you know you want it to be concise and to the point, but you don't want to look like an idiot, like you're spelling errors everywhere. So you gotta just like you know what I'm just gonna pull over here on the side of I five. I gotta shoot this quick email. <laughs> I guess that was just me. This text says, I'm uh, happy to see you active on Twitter again, Patrick. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. That's an important it. note that Patrick is active on Twitter again. I don't believe it. I'm back. Uh, it could still be more. There's more to come. I was going to say, what what is considered active for Patrick? I have tweeted four times in the last two weeks. Is that in the meeting? Listen, which, Patrick, which uh, is <laughs> we need your social media presence to step it up a little bit here. Four times in the last two weeks is probably more than four times in the last three years. Don't, don't lose weight. Just tighten it up. All right. Just I need a little tighter. Yeah. So I'm there. A little, you know, a little sportsy from time to time. I, uh, you know, Twitter is important in this industry. Uh, what's the number one sports talk show in this town? Primetime with Isaac and Suke. And how often are they on Twitter? Suke is on it. Rob is not. Exactly. So this whole like. Rob is, is on it, but he doesn't tweet. Exactly. So this whole it's important thing I, would, I, I don't try, necessarily buy. I wouldn't try to copy Isaac Rob's social media strategy <laughs> if you're going to try to copy anyone. One could argue that his strategy of no strategy is doing fairly well for him. Oh, sure. But, you know. He should probably be doing a little bit more. What's it going to get him? I don't know. He's just fine. He's doing just I don't really have fine. an argument against that. Exactly. But Oh, company, you got to do it. And I'm like, well, the number one guy The company wants us to tweet and be socially active. Yet the number on, one guy well, doesn't. Socially active on social media. And, uh, you know, Isaac just goes, yeah, I'm not going to do that. All right, we'll get ready for some pro-Trump, pro-AOC stuff on my Twitter account. Just got to play both sides here, you know. That is very different. <laughs> Just got to play both sides, you know. You know, Don't want to alienate any of the listeners because if, if you've never listened to this show, you have no idea what side I lean. People following <laughs> and then unfollowing you every other day. I know, yeah, wait yeah. a second. Wait, no, no, boo. Ooh, good point. Ooh, click follow. Every day, you're like, you have six new followers. Well, you lost eight yesterday, so and, and four of them are just re-following. So you're up to 400. Now you're down to 320. Now you're up to 400. Now you're down to 320. You just keep going back and forth. Yeah, the yeah, numbers. yeah. So I'm working on it. Once I, once I get the uh, posts on Facebook gone, then we'll get to the, the, the pictures, and I'll pull the pictures I like and start deleting the ones that I don't like, and then, uh, then it hits the uh, delete button on the whole kibosh. Oh, really? 
Probably. But don't we have to have an admin for our Facebook.com slash beers on us? You're going to delete it? And then I'll create a burner account. Sure enough, have a meeting. Uh, Patrick, we need your Facebook presence to step up. We (laughs) we appreciate the Twitter, but we need that Facebook presence. Do you think burner Kevin Durant has already been taken? Yes. Oh, for sure. (laughs) What about Kevin Durant burner? How about Devin Courant? (laughs) How about Kevin Burner Durant? Yes. Burn Kevin Durant? Yes. Dang it. Kevin Burant? Burnant? Burnant. Burnant. works. Burn, 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 burn. Kevin Durant. Burn, burn, burn. Lowercase x, uppercase x, 6969420. That's a a gamer tag right there. That it is. That's probably also been taken. Ugly, ugly. We got a great show lined up for you today. Uh, Let's see. What are we getting into, Mike? I looked at this and I totally forgot. Uh, we'll do the, we NL, the we'll do the NL Central. Yeah. In the second hour, we'll do that in the eight o'clock hour. We got Mariners uh, CEO President foot in mouth squarely in mouth. Well, yeah, that's where we're gonna start. You texted me something the other day. It was a quote from uh, a Royals bro about how he wants to run the team and how it's basically the antithesis of what the Mariners guy did. Oh yeah, and I'm sure we'll get into some service time and the future of the league and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know. I heard Fernando Tatis is rich. Yeah, but we talked about that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to mail it in. We just basically just said what we have for an entire show, and you're like, what, that's it? I know. It's actually a great show. We actually have too much to get into today to try to probably cover it all, but we'll give it a shot. You can follow us on social media. As we just said, you can get Mike on Twitter at MikeLynch27. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at PDD085. There's our fantastic producer, Mr. Joseph Fisher, on Twitter as well, JoeFish3, that's F-I-S-C-H, harass us, we love it. You can also text in on the fan text line, 503-250-1080, that bad boy will let you interact with us throughout the entire show. Don't forget, Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow, wherever you get your podcasts, at uh, at 4 p.m. sharp, radio.com. TennyTheFan.com. And apparently, if you have not listened to our podcast, you should listen to our last episode about non-alcoholic beer because everyone's telling us it's hilarious. I know. And we thought it was going to be trash, and you guys apparently liked it. So thank you for that. Because good, we're suffering. A good one we did today. I really liked the conversation we had today. So make sure you grab that wherever you get your podcast, radio.com, TennyTheFan. When we come back, I honestly didn't think it could get worse for the Mariners. It might get worse. It might be worse. We will un- um, um, envelope, open the envelope, and open try Pandora's box. and uh, try to digest what the hell's going on up there. We'll get to all that next. This is the hot corner on ten eighty. The fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Little ditty about Jack and Diane. 721 here, Portland Sports Leader. We were having a fun conversation about what it's like to suck on a chili dog. <laughs> I'm not a big chili dog fan. I'm not a big hot dog guy. Oh, I think there's a good time and place for a good hot dog. Of course, at a ballpark, for instance. But I'm going to pick, like, fancy sausage. Outside a taste of free? I love a a good chili dog, but nothing like a side of free. 
So this isn't the one we played on primetime today, right? No, this is the classic. That's the real song. Yeah. Okay. This is Mel and it started and I was Cougar. like, wait, this is not. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, a hot dog at a ball game, sure. But I'll always go with a sausage, you know, with some onions and some peppers or something. That's pretty good. Um, I don't mind chili dogs, but give me no bean chili, please. Yeah, just all meat chili. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you do chili with like maybe a little bit of like coleslaw on top? No. A little I'll put cooling some, for the hot? I'll just put like chili... Uh, some cheddar Coleslaw cheese. Coleslaw hot dogs is good. You know, weird East Coast people. Uh, mustard condiments underneath the chili, so it's like a hot dog just covered in chili. When I when I lived in Pullman, it was a hot dog, grilled onions, and cream cheese, baby. Sometimes cream I'd, cheese. Oh yeah. Sometimes I do a brat. You know, that's what know, I prefer. Unless I feel wild, you know. Andouille sausage. You know. Wow. There's there's a time and place for a good old fashioned hot dog, and I thought my time and place was going to be this year. At Safeco, I mean T-Mobile. The pink. Doing the nine for nine for nine challenge. Oh, nine beers, nine hot dogs, nine and nine innings. Cilantro lime crickets. No, that'd be too easy because you put them all in your mouth at one time. Nine handfuls. Doesn't have a huge load either. Uh, that was uh, what I thought was going to go down <laughs> this year was I wanted to attempt the nine for nine for nine. I was going to practice. I was going to do it at home and have a bucket next to me to, and see, like, what kind of limits I could push. Mm, I could do that. Even if they allow fans, man, my friend, I don't think I'm going to Mariners games this year. No. That S-Storm is something I want nothing, and I repeat, nothing to do with. Are you choosing not to go to a Mariner game purely because of what the comments were and what's going on? It's sort of like a moral thing? No, because the A-hole is gone. True. So we don't got to worry about that. Although I am worried about those Kevin around Mather him. Is his name. Although I am worried about um, those around him that he has hired that might feel the same way. But also because this has some serious long-term ramifications for this ball club. You are now officially the Yankees farm system. Because all these great players you got... Enjoy having them when they're kids. And if you catch lightning in a bottle and you somehow get a veteran to come in, uh, you ain't winning nothing, and none of them are re-signing. Purely because of these comments. Without a doubt. I mean, we've already seen it. You know, Kalenic is like... Well, he's frustrated. He's frustrated. But here, okay. If Marco Gonzalez is a free agent tomorrow, you think he's coming back? His, okay, okay. His bio on Twitter says very boring. Hold on. I know. I should have I should have brought this up a little more eloquently, <laughs> a little more radio driven. As you guys talked about, why podcasts suck is because people don't have direction. And I am just <laughs> blurting I'm angry things out right now. Hold on. One. Back it up. Beep. Marco Gonzalez Beep. is very boring. Beep. So let's be fair. It's the that ace was, of the squad, man. That was a factual comment. It's the ace of the squad, dude. Corey Kluber was boring, too, till you saw that slider. So what? Oh, but Marco Gonzalez doesn't have a Corey Kluber slider, either. <laughs> well, nobody does. <laughs> and the Yankees have that now. hey yo! I uh, wish, wish we had him five years ago. We did. Well, maybe Wish we, we had him ten years ago. <laughs> That's a great major league line. Gio Urshela, still a Yankee. Mike, I thought you were bringing things back in line here. Um, well, you started taking shots. I had to take a shot back. I saw a lovely clip of him getting scared by Glaber Torres today, and I thought Patrick would hate this. <laughs> <laughs> um, the clinic thing's interesting because every baseball team does this. Mm -hmm. But because Mather put words to it, now Kalenic's going to be openly pissed about it. Mm -hmm. But 
there's been a whole thing going on where the players are trying to prove that the teams are intentionally manipulating service time, which is not allowed. Um, or it's not in the spirit of the game, I should say. I don't, it's not, not allowed. You can do whatever you want. But um, players are pissed about it, and then the Players Association are trying really hard to to change this. Like, if the player's ready to get up to the majors, bring them up to the majors. Don't wait a year. And then and then do this and you know by all accounts Kalenic's ready to be in the majors and we and we saw he should this. be a starting outfielder for the Mariners this year but yet he's probably not going to be and we saw this with Fernando Tatis instead of I told you I was going to talk about him we saw this with Fernando Tatis instead of manipulating his service time they showed him good faith put him in the league and he rewarded them yeah and True. they're going to be good for a long time uh, so Joe did you get the clips of this I had two clips uh, from Mather. So we'll back this up. Mather spoke at a lunch at a luncheon. It was a Zoom Rotary Rotary Club thing at some club in Bellevue. Yes, uh, which is High Society, Seattle, mm-hmm. uh, the Lake O. If you uh, need a reference, and uh, I used to work in Lake O. Nice people down there. Um, basically, making some statements about former players, current prospects, franchise players. And some of them are not so great. Joe, uh, roll that beautiful bean footage. Uh, sorry, I wasn't really paying attention. The Taxi Squad or uh, Hisashi? Taxi Squad. Okay, here we go. Well, it's a bittersweet night for us. Um, we're glad to be done. Right. Okay, um, okay. That's a good one. That's right. a good one. Taxi you can put it on the board. When we invited the 60 players, we made the decision to invite 15 prospects we uh, our top prospects were all in Tacoma for you know summer camp was 30 days and then Tacoma was a 60-day practice exhibition game we brought 18 19 20 year old kids who never would have seen uh, T-Mobile Park or Cheney Stadium if not for COVID and so as devastating as 2020 was on player development and getting better we took a risk and brought kids in, our, our high-end prospects, and really got to know them. They got high-end instruction in Tacoma. The risk was if our major league team had had a COVID outbreak or you know, injuries and we had to call people up from the taxi squad, we were a little short on players because there was no chance you were going to see these young players at T-Mobile Park. We weren't going to put them on the 40-man roster. We weren't going to start the service time clock. There were all kinds of reasons that if we would have had an injury uh, problem or a COVID outbreak, you might have seen my big tummy out there in left field. You would not have seen our young players, our prospects, playing at T-Mobile Park. So beyond the fact that that's just really poorly run baseball right there. Quite presidential of you. Let me go into a season where there's a pandemic and teams are going to have outbreaks and let me put 15 players I refuse to use on the taxi squad so that they can get some experience and Tacoma and not play games because you're not playing games. Talk about being a stupid decision. It's like that, that alone is, is crazy, but well, it's a beautiful decision. It's stupid to say something. Well, it's not a beautiful decision. If you, if you truly get screwed, right, and you have an outbreak in COVID, the Mariners did not. Right. You would not have enough players to bring up. If they were the Marlins, remember the Marlins' first team that got the outbreak? Marlins had to bring up their entire taxi squad. 
And yeah. they played all bench guys for like a week until everyone started coming back healthy. Somehow they made the playoffs. Because uh, they were good. Yeah. And imagine if that happened to the Mariners. They would they would have refused to bring up Rodriguez and Klenick and those guys because of service time. That's moronic. But you still have you still have a plethora of other guys that you can still put on that taxi squad to not affect their service time. So it's not the worst. It, it it's not a dumb idea. It's actually brilliant. You just don't tell people that. I don't think it's brilliant, but you also don't tell people that because that's the whole thing is you're supposed to not be admitting if you're the owners or these people in the top in the front office that you're manipulating service time. Well, that's what I mean. Right. That, that That's what they all do. They so all want to so do that. he got caught admitting that they, manip- they were going to manipulate service time. That's what I'm saying. But I think it was also a dumb decision, too. I don't think the benefits of bringing them up to the taxi squad outweigh the negatives of having not enough players to play if you had a COVID or an injury outbreak. Well, th- this is something I want to get into, and I want to kind of look at it from that angle. I didn't think we were going to get here, but you, you bring this up, and it's kind of sparked something in my brain, and this is about the Mariner farm system, and in that event and where they are and how many games they win, I kind of want to talk about what it would look like if these kids came up, and we'll do we'll do all that when we come back, but first, there's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. You know, we were talking about this Mariners S show. God, if there was any there's any show I wish we could swear on, it'd be this one. R.I.P. to Daft Punk. Well, they're not dead. Well, the group is dead. It's my favorite thing. It's like, Daft Punk broke up. This is the worst news ever. It's like, bro, they haven't made music in eight years. They can like, finally take their helmets off. Yeah, chill out, And that's dude. not true. I do wish that they would have passed it to somebody else and just they pretended to be Daft Punk. But no one in today's modern electronica genre as large as that is would sound like them you would know instantly that it wasn't them okay right i don't know i i, I only know their pop songs and mm-hmm. their tron legacy soundtrack that's good it's a great sound that's, that's great, great. that's yeah. really good uh we were talking about the mariners and, and uh their idiot former ceo president whatever you want to call him kevin mather uh, kevin mather uh, and and there's a lot more to to unfold with this, as you know. We we got we got to get into Iwakuma, the things he said about Marco Gonzalez, Kyle Seeger, Mitch Haniger. There's a lot to un- also un- his past transgressions. Oh man! Congratulations, a man in power abuses his power to be creepy with women. Yep. Fill in the blank from what organization? Whatever you want. Everyone in America. The president of the United States. You know who knows? Um, but I want to kind of get into this idea that we were talking about because. Service time is something to me that it's hard to be really vocal about, you know, and I'm not talking like on Twitter, social media, or even being on this show, but like in conversations with my friends, you know, just like the, the, you know, what's, you know, oh, I haven't followed baseball. What's going on in baseball? I'm like, there's actually this really big problem going on right now with service time manipulation. Checked out. Yep. So it's like, it's something I'm really passionate about, but it's really hard to talk about because a lot of people aren't really into it. So I want to try to find kind of a layman's term to look at this. And and here here's kind of what popped up. You mentioned this as we were going into the break last segment. 
The Mariners weren't good last year. No. But we knew they weren't going to be good. We knew that there were trades being made. DePoto seemed to be finally on the right track, and he's kind of sprinkling his magic, and you're getting some international prospects. And we on this show, I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, Mariners got a top three farm system in Major League Baseball. Who would have thought we'd have been there? You know, it's been a long time since there looked like there was a great future. So my, the interesting point is, is there, there's ways to manipulate service time, but not look like it. Yep. You get to September of last year, we could have seen all these guys. Mm -hmm. And Scott Service and Jerry DePoto, they would have kind of seen the opportunity they have and I know it's a money thing, and I get all that, but if we can push that aside for a second, what if the Kalenics, you know, the 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 the, the Kyle Lewis's and and everybody Rodriguez, in and yeah. Rodriguez and everybody, you know, Justice Sheffield, the guys that are already up, what if next year, what if twenty twenty one is the year that you just push them all out there and see what happens? That, my friends, would have been a phenomenal product to put on the field. And I know you would lose a year, a season, half a season, whatever, but that would have gotten people like John Sukanik, people like everybody that Jeff Passan's article is talking to, which is a giant fan base in Seattle, would have gotten them really excited to watch, quote-unquote, bad baseball. So... Just for those who are confused, I know most of you guys are baseball fans listening, but if you're listening and you don't understand fully, uh, service time in baseball basically just means how many days you've been on the active roster. Mm -hmm. Because in all all that it matters to is that after six years is when you're a free agent. Mm -hmm. So, And I think your rookie clock starts, your rookie season starts 50 games if you're a position player, 61 innings if you're a pitcher. Uh, I don't know that exactly. I was just looking here. It says, uh, maybe that's just every, my, every that's single, like crazy fantasy league, every single day that you're on the active roster, you get one day of service time. Mm -hmm. Each season has 172 maximum days. You can get of service time, including off days. So 162 games and then 10 off days. Um, so to get to one year of service time, you need 172 days. So what teams are doing when they wait until May to bring somebody up or bring someone up only in September is they are manipulating that clock so that you hit six years of service time later. Right, so right. So you get more out of your star player or you make them develop more, star young player, and before you have to worry about losing them. This is why is Walker Bueller has been in three World Series, won one of them and is a top five pitcher in the game and makes $8 million a year. Yeah. Uh, well, less than that, right? Less than that. Yeah. Um, because he's in arbitration too. Yep. But so they manipulate it so that they don't hit that six-year mark until the team wants them to hit that six-year mark. Chris Bryant is the poster, poster boy for this whole thing. He came up, they sent him down for a month, brought him back up, and that gave him a full another year to have him making peanuts. Yep. As he won Rookie of the Year, MVP. And a World Series champion. I didn't know this, but and he caught the ground ball of World Series on uh, and almost fell too. And uh, on primetime, he got nervous. I know, I know. <laughs> on primetime, they brought this up. I actually didn't remember this. They started that year. They didn't bring Chris Bryant up until like May. Mm -hmm. Mike Olt was the team's starting third baseman when Chris Bryant was hitting like 370 in AAA. Mike Olt. Mike Olt. It was the most 
egregious abuse of service time ever because clearly Chris Bryant was the best player for the team at third base. Mm -hmm. But they actually risked being worse for a month of the season to protect Chris Bryant's six years of eligibility before he became a free agent. That's just nuts to me. And the crazy thing, and this is kind of what I was getting into, is everybody knew what was going on. Everybody knew. But they don't say it. They no, they I feel like they said it on ESPN. They're like, well, you know, the Cubs, you know, well, how come it took so long for us to see this guy? And it was like, well, the Cubs got to keep him down because that way they control service time. Oh, that makes sense. Moving on. Right, right. Analysts can say it all they want. The team can't say it. If the teams admit to doing it, I guess I guess then what there's I'm, a labor issue. I guess what I'm saying is that even the analysts buried the importance of it. They were like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Move on. Right. Well, it's because it's what's been done for years. And now it is coming to the light. And I'll tell you what, we're getting a lot of Mariners fans texting in right now. And please keep them coming, 503-250-1080. I'm going to read them on the other side of this break. Um, the it, it, is, it has reached a boiling point. And there's a collective bargaining agreement coming up. And, and there's going to be a strike guaranteed. And, and Major League Baseball is going to want – more teams in the playoffs. They're going to want universal DH. They're going to want all this stuff. And the only way that the only way the players are going to say yes to this is if they get the one thing they want. You don't think a guy like Kyle Seeger, you don't think a guy like Albert Pujols, a guy like Francisco Lindor, who sat in the Cleveland Indians farm system for four years before they brought up the best shortstop in baseball, isn't going to as an older guy with money, go, well, yeah, I'll fight for the rookies. I'll fight for the kids. You don't think any of those guys are going to stand up? They're all going to stand up. Mm -hmm. You're right, Mike. We might be looking at a strike. I guess I don't, I'm not going to say might. I think we are at a 95% chance of a strike in baseball. Not this season, but in between this and next season. You couple that on top of non-competitive teams? Yeah, man, we're in trouble. We're Which in big really trouble. Depressing. We're in really, really big trouble. And and that's kind of, we'll we'll put a little... Put a little balloon on that. We'll table that and we'll get into that because, believe it or not, there's still more to get to with this Mariner stuff. Yeah, and we got the quote from the Royals guy that I think is very relevant to why I think what Mather said and, that you said was brilliant, I think it's awful. Well, I think it's awful, but that's – we'll get into it. We'll get into it. There's so much more to come. I do want to get into the National League Central as we are breaking down a division each week leading up Boy, to like opening day. Boy, I feel like we're not going to get to that today, are we? <laughs> I'm going to try to squeeze it in at 7.15 and fair, or 8.15 and fair or foul at 8.30. So we'll just hang tight. If you don't like it, you can, uh, you know, download the Beers on Us podcast. And uh, we talk about that the whole time. Yeah. 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 Not really. Or come back next week. Yeah, I did make a random tangent even in that podcast today. Yeah, but I still pulled you back, baby. About my hot bagel i'm the one in control of that one <laughs> i know and i pulled you back because you know hey we're partners That's you got it yeah you got to see it we're all together yeah when we come back i do want to get into this stuff that the other stuff that was said about some of the other players and that royals comment as well all that's next mike lynch joe fish behind the glass i'm patrick harris Danny the fan This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan.
the home run stroker. 750 here. This is the hot corner. We do this every single Wednesday night until they rip us out of here. Just at 9 o'clock on Wednesdays. We'll be back next week, though. Uh, sticking with the Seattle Mariners thing, I feel like we could be here all night doing this. I'd like to try to not to. I'd like to get in the National League Central in about half hour. Fair or foul in about 45. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll play by ear. If we got to do two next week, I just feel like the baseball gods just keep bringing it. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's uh, racist and sensitive POSs. Yep. And that's where we are today, unfortunately. Um, some things I want to talk about there, other than service I don't time, know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Damn right. Kevin Mather won't be. Damn right. Um, there's some other things that I do want to get into. Um, some kind of, for lack of terms, racist talk. And uh, calling out players that honestly don't need to be called out. And maybe we'll start there before we get into the serious stuff. Uh, he called Marco Gonzalez very boring. Which is a true statement. Wait, yeah, but that's your ace. Of all the things he said, that was my the thing I took least offense with. I went, this guy knows. Yeah, but I mean, like... Marco Gonzalez is such a bore as your ace. Yeah, but, like, I've sat here for years and ripped on Justice Sheffield, okay? That's because that's my job, <laughs> okay? I am not the CEO being like... Yeah, you know, we traded all these guys, and we eventually got this dude who's a highly touted prospect. But, eh, you know, I don't know if it's going to pan out, which is what I've been saying. But you don't say that as the CEO. CEO. Do We laugh and joke. Marco Gonzalez is an ace. Not sexy. Ha, 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 ha. I get it. So fun. But that's like. Much fun. But that's like, oh, yeah, 1080 the fan. Oh, they do this baseball show on Wednesday. Yeah, but it's Patrick Harris. It's kind of like, meh. <laughs> like, that's our boss saying that. You're kind of like. Oh, should I be here? Yeah. You want me to just F right off and <laughs> say adios? You know what I mean? Uh, he took a shot at Kyle Seeger, claiming that he's overpaid. And Jeff Passan, he pulled this up. Let me see if I can find it. Stall, stall, stall. That's also a true statement, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at least in his defense on these two. I, I shouldn't be defending this guy. Kyle Seeger debuted are, are in 2011. Okay. He has 32.2 war. That's more than Evan Longoria, Anthony Rizzo, Nelson Cruz, Justin Upton, Justin Turner, and my guy, Michael Branley, and a host of others who played in the previous 10 seasons. Now, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Now, Kyle Seeger is definitely at the end of his career, but that's been your cornerstone franchise player minus Felix Hernandez. Yes. That's been your guy. And that he you was, haven't traded. He was good for most of those years. He's extremely loyal. He's a great guy in the community. The fans love him. The fans except, except love him. Except for John him. Well, the, that John hates Ichiro, okay? That is <laughs> the, true. The fans love Kyle Seeger, and he takes a shot at him. So you've just taken shots at your best pitcher and your the guy that sells tickets. Your most beloved player. Your most beloved player. Mm-hmm. Not to mention you're going to slide over to the kid, Rodriguez. Uh, the quote is, uh, he's he, something along the lines of, he's loud. He, he's very loud and his English isn't very good. Yep. And if you think that, my cousin, her husband, his name is Lloyd. We call him loud instead of Lloyd because he's annoying and nobody likes him. Yeah. But we don't do that to his face. We talk behind his back like real human beings. (laughs) 
Okay. We show real passive aggression. We show real. This is the Northwest, okay, people? We talk behind your back. <laughs> if Kyle Seeger walked in, I'd be like, dude, thanks for your contributions. I'm not even a Mariner fan, but man, I'm just so proud to have you in the Northwest. And I'm like, he kind of sucks. But that that that's just how we do things. Joe, you got the uh you got the uh Hisashi Iwakuma stuff. Hit me with that. You thrilled our fans. That that that's great producing, right? That got there. me so hard. That's again. great producing. As far as uh, uh, Korea, Japan, Taiwan, those players are typically older. Um, they don't come over as 16, 18 year olds. They come over as 28, 30, 32 year olds. Like the negative is um, and older. we typically it frustrates me. For instance, we we just rehired Iwakuma. Iwakuma was a pitcher for us for a number of years, wonderful human being. His English million dollars. Uh, he wanted to get back into the game. He wanted to, and he came to us, and, and we quite frankly want him as as our Asian scout interpreter. Um, what's going on in the Japanese league? Uh, he's coming to spring training, and I made the same. I'm tired of paying his interpreter because when he was a player, you know, we pay Iwakuma X, but we also had to pay seventy five thousand dollars a year to have an interpreter with him. Um, his English suddenly got better. His English got better when we told him that. So, Okay. This is Jeff Passan's quote. Uh, Iwakuma's 39. He made nearly $50 million with the Mariners. He doesn't need this job. He doesn't need this organization. He doesn't need someone who's going to look at his desire to be understood as a weakness. And he damn sure doesn't need to be judged by someone who was promoted even after he was the subject of sexual harassment complaints for allegedly rubbing one female employee's back without permission and making appropriate jokes about women in the office to another employee. That's what Jeff Passon said. Yeah. And he's not wrong. So this is, always goes back to my thing with baseball teams. I love how these billion-dollar franchises love to cry poor. We paid Iwakuma whatever we paid him. But $50 man, we million. Had to, dollars. We had to pay $75,000 a year to his interpreter. <gasps> pull it tight. The, the penny, the what's the? Pull the, the purse strings. There mm -hmm. we go. Pull them tight. Don't let $75,000 go out the window of our billion-dollar franchise here. Like, not only is that racist, but oh, my God. Like, talk about just being completely and utterly putting your foot in your mouth and just being oblivious to what you're saying. It's like... Yeah, that's like, that's like, that's like you know, here at 1080, you know, we just hired A.J. McCord to come in, and, uh, you know, the stuff she's done previously just kind of sucks, and I don't really know why she's here, but uh, we need her to tap into that market. Like, you don't say that. Mm -hmm. Like, you you hire someone because you want to bring them in. Right. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't let someone go and say, oh, man, I really wish they were still here. They were so valuable, and, boy, we're really going to miss them. And then why'd you let them go? You don't do that. you got to be honest. It's And also just the whole, like, well, his English got a lot better when we told him he didn't need the interpreter. Oh, oh, oh okay. Like he, <laughs> like he was stealing money from you? Right. He, what, what is this, like his entourage and he needs his boy to get hooked up? Like, no. give me a break. He probably does know some English and feels more comfortable with an interpreter, so he gets the full gist of everything. And it's $75,000. My God. Also, the second greatest player in your franchise history. Right? Is that fair to say? Ichiro number two? Oh, I was going to say Iwakuma. Ichiro okay. number two in your organizational sure, history? You got the kid one and Grift, or kid one and Ichiro two? Yep. Never spoke English. Still to this day doesn't really speak English that well. 
You see how I said he doesn't speak English that well? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't like, he sucks. I don't even run the team. Like, the market in Seattle for that Asian relationship, that's what you do. You're owned by Nintendo. You're owned by a Japanese company. You're taking shots at people that don't speak English? And it's a huge city for immigrants from East Asia as well. I've spent like a, ton a huge of, part of your fan base is from I've that part, ton, of the, part of the world. I've spent a ton of time in Seattle. It is one of the coolest, most Asian affluent cities in the United States of America. And did just poo poo is, I don't know. I'm getting, I'm getting angry here, Mike. It's just, he just continued to say things like this. And th- those are the only two clips that I had pulled, but I mean, there was the, it was a whole thing. And he just, I, I guess he probably thought everything was private. And that's why he was being more candid. And some diehard Mariner fan who happened to be a part of that Rotary Club ousted him. Well, he's also an idiot because, uh, hey, buddy, you're on Zoom. You're not standing in front of a room. Nobody will know this. If you're on Zoom, it's probably being recorded somewhere. I would. Like, it's like. If you got really pumped, if you're part of that Rotary Club and you're like, I'm a diehard Mariner fan, you know, I'm I'm a diehard Cleveland Indians fan. If Chris Ananetti comes on and I got the Zoom, I'm finding out how to record that. Because I'm like, I'm going to ask him a question. Mm-hmm. And then one day I'm going to show my kids, look, I talked to the team president. He answered my question. It's like, it's that. And then you you mentioned it from the Jeff Passan quotes too. He had the sexual assault harassment allegations. And he got promoted after that. You, my friend, they're POS. So not only does it show a bad light on him, not only does it show a bad light on the way the team is run, but it shows a bad light on everybody else who made decisions at the top of the Mariners for promoting this guy and keeping him with the team and in the front office. And it's a mess. It's not the Mets level of mess right now. Who every single employee they have is a creep. Yeah. But it's bad. The last words, and we'll go out on this. When we come back, I do I do want to uh, – I said I'd read some texts, and I will read those when we come back. And I want to ask – I also want to bring up the Royals quote. Yes, and I do want to ask, where do you go from here? But the end of Passon's article – this is his last quote. He's the last person who should be talking about others being bad at speaking English. More to come in the second hour. This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. Modern-